Hello and welcome back to The Professional Podcast, a podcast featuring expert advice, first-hand student accounts, news, events, and scandals in the world of PR. Brought to you by Central Michigan University's chapter of the Public Relations Student Society of America. I'm joined by my co-host Elizabeth Hamilton today for our second episode. My name is Leona Falconer, and today we're joined by Professor Will Anderson. Dr. Anderson came to Central in 2002 to help facilitate CMU's rapidly growing Integrative Public Relations Program. To get a comprehensive overview of CMU's IPR program, go check out our first episode. But back to Will, he's a professor in the Broadcast and Cinematic Arts program, which is a discipline within the IPR major. Outside of CMU, he has six years experience teaching media writing and television performance at Northern Illinois University. His professional experiences include working as a copywriter and as a television listings coordinator for the promotions department of Wisconsin Public Television. Welcome, Professor. Want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background in broadcasting and PR that I did not cover. Dang, I got to update that that thing on those days. So I keep hearing about six years. That was back. That was back in like two thousand, you know, <laughs> nineteen ninety six or whatever. Jeez, I'm old. Let me see. What can I tell you about things? I am the liaison for the IPR council for for the broadcast cinematic arts school school of broadcast cinematic arts. I um have done uh, for a while i was uh, back back in the early years here i was prssa and pr central advisor i have done gosh a number of things all of which now under record are, are going i can't think of what it is um, <laughs> but i teach the broadcasting copywriting class or the electronic media copywriting class and the electronic uh, media promotion class both of which are designed to help students in the ipr program and in the bca program be effective communicators, both in written and persuasive things, getting people to consume media or getting them to be able to write ads and and that sort of stuff. So today we're really just going to be discussing the broadcasting side of IPR, the importance of these skills uh, for PR students and professionals that we get through broadcasting, and we'll also be covering the differences between broadcasting rules and the associated press style. Um, With that, let's get into it. So to start off, can you give us an overview of what broadcasting is and the different elements within it? I can sure try to. That's a hard question. It's an easy <laughs> question. Um, the broadcasting aspect of the IPR program, I guess if you look at it, if you look at the IPR program, the Integrated Public Relations Program, as training you to be effective communicators, end of the day, that mm-hmm. that's what it is the best applied communication program that, that I'm aware of being around. And, and it's to make you be effective communicators. And if we look at breaking the three parts down, Communication says, how do you formulate your message? How do you make the most effective message that you're going to? If I'm talking to you as a group of two, or I'm talking to a larger group in this podcast, or I'm trying to create some sort of message, how do I figure out who that audience is? How do I hone in and say, what do they want to hear? And how can I sell to them in their language rather than, you know, and and make make my message palatable to them? Mm -hmm. So that's communication process that I see. And um, I guess I'm, I'm pretty well versed to talk about this because I have a master's in communication. And I worked in a communication program before I came here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know the, the certain ways. I'm sure you know the SMCR model, the source message communication uh, channel, medium, whatever. You know, we, we know how do we formulate this message. And then we have the journalism aspect of it, which is 
the how do we write this sort of stuff up? Now, I'm able to comment on that because um, I, I, I wrote for a student newspaper when I was an undergrad. I wrote for a friend's a master's degree. My first master's degree is in print journalism. <laughs> um, you know, so basically, how do you effectively get your message across? But it's generally in a written form. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you, how do you distill this down so the average person will sit there, get the information they need, and ideally, how do we distill it down in such a way that people will pick up what you're saying? And so you control the language, which is, which is critical. You know, when we get something of what is the critical things in a story, we, we, we've seen how people pick that up. Um, and we want people to carry our message. Now, the thing about PR, as, as we all know, journalism, ostensibly, is supposed to be objective. You're supposed to cover all sides of it. PR, we, we, we don't do that. PR is basically, here is the position I want to present. I want this idea to be picked up. And I'll do it for pay, or I'll do it because I feel about it. You know, but that is what it, I'm a very focused communication specialist. Mm -hmm. And so we have the communication background, and then we have the journalism background, which being able to talk in journalism speak with newspapers is exactly what you want to do. So you want to get your stuff in, you know, the, the ideal mm -hmm. way of getting your thing to look like a news story, when it's not. It's undoubtedly has some sort of objective. You don't want people to think for yourself. You want people to come away with, with, an, with a takeaway, with a perceived, this is what they should do. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Is it wrong? I think it all depends what you do with it. I am very open in my classes. I train you to be the most effective persuaders and, dare I say, manipulators. People go, oh, manipulation is bad. No, manipulation is just like you move your fingers, you move your hand, you move a piece. It's just how do you effectively do this whole thing? And then the final aspect of it is broadcasting. And once you've written up your message... You know, we, we have this so much. People sit there and they, they write a press release or something. Well, it's going to go in my portfolio. It's going to go in my drawer. It's going to go in my hard drive. What do you do with it when you've gotten it done? And that's where broadcasting comes in. And it goes beyond, I'm going to get it on the radio. Well, if you want to get something on the radio, how do you do this? What are the channels? Who do you need to talk to? How do you get it in? Do you buy to get it in? Do you get people to pick it up for free? Do you slip it to someone you know? Do you mediate it yourself and get it out there? Which you can do these days, you know, broadcasting is kind of a fragmented sort of thing. It used to be, well, there were three networks and a couple of radio stations that controlled communication. Now it's kind of like you have the ability to get your message out there. How do you do it most effectively? And then do you want to talk a little bit about the different avenues within broadcasting that kids can explore at CMU? I mean, there's copywriting, audio production, video production, multimedia production. Yeah. Sure, I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> the classes you're going to take, well, you're going to take in the IPR major, you're going to take two classes, of which at this day you're going to, you're going to meet me because I think I'm the only game in town teaching, <laughs> which is the copywriting course. How do you craft an effective message? You come out of a journalism course, and it's like I'm trained to write for print. I do the inverted pyramid. I, I do this sort of stuff where I do a feature thing, and you know I put in some little grabber at the beginning, but it's all formula. Mm -hmm. Here it's how do you write something that the average person is going to hear, take in, see, they're not going to be reading a story. They're going to be sitting there going, you know, how do, we, or a news, or if it's a TV news story, you know, you write those differently. You show things, you use visuals, you go beyond using print. Um, how do you do, how do you do those sort of things? And then uh, we'll have uh, the electronic media promotions classes, which is, okay, how do TV stations, how do radio stations, how do these things work? Where, and so therefore, if I want to get my message in, 
how can I effectively do that? Instead of just coming in and going, hey, I've got something I want to put it on, they'll go, that's nice. Hmm. Whereas you know by now that you very much, you talk in the language that people talk, or as, as, I, as I push very hard in my, in my classes, the concept of consubstantiation, where basically you craft a message and people will say, wow, I really like that. That resonates with me. And it's like, oh, of course it does. I, 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 I crafted it. You don't say that, of course. But yeah. you, there you go. Size up your audience or size up your mark if you're looking at it that sort of way and go, okay, what do I have to say to get them to pick this up? And so, you know, we talk about that in the promotions class. And then the other classes that you, you know, you have the chance to take the audio, video production, those sort of things. We have uh, critiquing uh, the, the 503 critique class. So basically, how do you learn the language that media people talk in? Because if you know the language, then it's, it's helping with consubstantiation. They'll sit there and say, oh, you're one of us. You know these, these sort of things. Um, there's the TV, TV radio performance thing where if you go out and you talk to people, by now you, you realize there's different ways you talk one-on-one to someone or different ways that you talk to a crowd. There's, or if you're in a play, there's different ways you project your mm-hmm. role. There's totally different ways that you project the message you want when you're on TV or when you're on radio. You just figure out what are the most effective ways to do it. So now that we know like the kind of differences between broadcasting and IPR, would you say that they pair well together for like students that want to minor in broadcasting? I, I'm a big, I, I personally am a big proponent, especially with the way that CMU is kind of set up these days where they have their major maps and that sort of thing and they mm-hmm. schedule things out. I, I'm, I'm not a super fan of this. I'll, I'll come right out and say mm-hmm. not a big fan. I don't like the way that the we get you in four weeks out of high school, and it's like, hey, kid, what's your major sign on, on dot? You know, yeah. and because you're going to change, you're going to grow. You take classes, and, and you know, you'll be exposed to stuff. That being said, though, one of the nice parts about the major maps is you could sign up for an IPR major, and you could do a double major. You could do a double major in communication. Mm-hmm. You could do yep. a double major in broadcasting. Ideally, my thought, what I would like, I suggest everyone do, is I suggest that you take a double major something outside of this performative arts kind of field, you know, psychology, history, biology, something like that, something that will give you skills to talk about. Because look, we're going to make you an incredibly effective communicator. But if you have no content, if you don't have the background, then it's kind of like, well, then you have to rely on people to feed you information. You have to sort out, is this true? Is it not? Am I being worked? Versus if you come in being an expert in something, Mm -hmm. political science, policy, that sort of thing. Then they bring you in, you're an incredibly effective communicator, and you have the background knowledge. So that would be my thought, is I would do a double major Mm -hmm. in something far away. It's not what our students do, because Mm -hmm. so many times they go, well, what's the path of least resistance? And it's like, whatever, you know, you're kind of shorting yourself. This is is your opportunity to do stuff. But I think one of the big things we also have to realize with CMU is uh, our student population has changed. Mm -hmm. Vast majority of students we have are working, they're working part-time jobs, uh, they're working 20, 30 hours a week. CMU has sold you, hey, you can get a major in four years, you can work a part-time job, you can be part of two, three RSOs, hey, go do some internships, work for free, get the experience, and uh, oh, find that level of your life too, and you can pack that all into four <laughs> years. Oh, join a fraternity, sorority or a fraternity too, and something's gotta give, and all too often, it's it's the, the classwork and what you're here to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that makes me sound old and well this is the most important thing at this point in the game i honestly think it probably is it's your chance to do things Uh, one of the big things that you learn as you get a job is information 
is really kind of one of these things that the people are hoard and uh, they hoard it and here is you know it's like i'll go into class like hey you could do this this theory this theory this theory i'll talk about it in my promotions class which is really heavy mm-hmm. not even really heavy in theory i don't even know but it's like important information yeah, is hoarded it's on a need-to-know basis and look i'm not going to tell you what it is because as soon as you can do what i can do one of us isn't necessary and so so that's what i say i'd say get it i'd say get a double major mm-hmm, and okay. i'd say do it in another field I truly care about what you come out as. And I think that's one of the saving things for me mm-hmm. in this program of, you know, I, I ultimately care what you develop and, and become smart and are successful. I have a question about the double majoring. So about the double majors, kind of what you said about that is pairing it with something less so about like the communication aspect, but more like in a field that you would be interested in and want to go in to communicate with. So I hear that said a lot about getting a minor. So you're saying more so it's the better bet nowadays to just double major, no minors, I'm talking rather from, than I'm do t- the traditional I'm track. talking from my experience because I okay. have a double major, mm-hmm. okay. and I know that was feasible at the time. I have a political okay. science, English writing double major, both of them incredibly impractical unless you're going to go to law school. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't want to go to law school, and so therefore I went on and got a master's. But that was a different time. That was when... Graduate school, I think, was thirty-five dollars a credit. It's not the it's not the, the thing that you're paying for now. I would always push you for a major over a minor. It's mm-hmm. stronger. It shows. It differentiates you. And to be honest, the my undergraduate thing. It was pretty nice when I had English reading about these sort of things. I'm kind of get bored of that. I'll read some political science. I get bored of that. You can go back and forth and it's developing mm-hmm. sort of things. My, you know, so much of what we have in this in this major is redundant. So much of it is like, well, here's how I want you to write a press release. Here's how I want you to write it. Here's how I want, which is important for people to understand because there's no uniform way of doing it thing. And with writing, the more you do it, mm-hmm. the better you become. Mm-hmm. And you have more stuff for your portfolio, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's just exercising one part of your mind very well. Kind of like if you're always sitting there doing, I don't know, curls or something like that, you get some nice biceps. Mm-hmm. But, but what about your lats? I don't even know where your lats are. I tell you. Yeah. None of us are biology majors. None of us, you know. I don't, <laughs> not even close. No. Yeah. I'm double majoring in advertising and public relations. But the only reason I decided to do that was because I feel like a lot of agencies and firms are kind of merging now because it's like cutting costs and cutting the expenses of time because it's all in one yeah, firm or agency. Together. Sure. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not coming in here to make you double think about your decision, <laughs> which you might be. You know, it's like, and I get people, it breaks my heart in my, mm-hmm. in, in my 500 level class because I'll get people in there who ran off the bed saying, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I don't even know how I got into this major. Yeah. They got high pressured in right out of high school, and somebody came up and said, you want to do this major? And they're going, well, they're telling me I have to fill out this form after this. I guess I have to take this major. That's why. And it's, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's it's serving them, not serving you. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to say, your major really doesn't matter. Yeah. It truly doesn't. For what you want to do, you want to be an incredibly effective writer, mm-hmm. and you want to be incredibly persuasive. And I want you to be smart. That's yeah. not something everybody wants. That some people would rather have compliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm always pushing. I want you to be the smartest person in the room. Never say you are, because then people will 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 go. You know, they'll they'll rip you down. But not get hustled on stuff. So for like the IPR major, I feel like you could almost argue that it's like I don't want to say triple majoring, but you do have these three different disciplines that you're taking in. So I think there is still some variety within it. There's great variety, yeah. and it's a good sampler. 
but none of them are getting as deep as you should. In the IPR major, you don't have to take journalism and ethics. You don't have to take journalism law. Have you to don't take, have to take um, broadcasting law. Journalism 404, which is media law. But I think that's with your advertising major. I don't. That I, actually, yeah, yeah you're right. And not, I'm a journalism minor, so I will be. But for, but my understanding, you know, and what what the what the IPR major does is it gives you a good sampling of things. Mm-hmm. But I think oftentimes it's you know you need to augment, you need to put stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the, the kids the one the students that break my heart the most are the ones that come out. It's like I learned the AP style book. That's what I took away from this program. It's like, really? And I'm sure you've yeah. seen people who say that. And to be honest, to have them go through the test because it is one of these things that we want you to know it. Mm-hmm. Well, they want you to know it. I'm indifferent. I, look, I already know it. I have, I, I have <laughs> a master's degree in print journalism, whatever. Um, you know, but it's like, that's the one thing you took away? Mm-hmm. Come on. Couldn't you have sat in your garage for the weekend and memorized that? Yeah. You know, but, but it's lockstep. This is what I took away, whereas... I truly want you to be the most effective communicator you can be. Mm-hmm. And um, dancing around the whole thing, I, I want you to be able to change and sit there and say, this is why we do things. You know, this, 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 is, this is how to do it. And if people do things differently, because every place is going to do things totally differently, yeah. to not be locked in. It's like, no, I can only use the Oxford comma, or not, you know, use it or not use it. <laughs> people just lock up. And it's like, really? That's, that's you know, that, that's how frail your your writing is that you you can't sit there and say in this place I use this and in this place I don't and it makes me very nervous and I think like broadcasting does give that like different perspective of like making you break the mold in the IPR program like what do you think kind of was their motivation of including broadcasting as like that third discipline because it very well could have been something like advertising or marketing marketing like, why yeah. do you think they chose those three back in the day when the IPR program was created I think it was a political decision okay. to, to spread out and give students the ability to have practical mm-hmm. uh, stuff in their portfolio. Because to be honest, if you have a choice of, hey, in my portfolio, this is, you know, this is my press release I did versus, hey, here's a story or that I got picked up. Media is gold, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if you're doing a video promotion, I mean, a video portfolio or something like that. Yeah. And... To be honest, when this program was formed, broadcasting was still the powerful form. Local news and local radio shaped perceptions, and so therefore to give you the ability to talk to that, to mm-hmm. talk to that crowd, and it, to be able to communicate. And when you come in, being able to talk in these formats, so you can go in and you know you can be the practitioner mm-hmm. to call to go in and, and, and talk for your publics because. Look, if, if I'm you're, I'm being I'm hiring you out to, I don't know, really promote grapefruits or something like that in the grapefruit <laughs> board. And if you go, you know, grapefruits are great. You should really try these whole things. Hey, I'm coming to the morning show, uh, the, the CFX morning show or whatever. I brought some grapefruits. Give them a try. You're right. These are pretty good. Yeah, you can do many things with grapefruits. You can see the power of yeah. having you be coming in. But versus if you don't know how local radio works, you go knock at the door. It's like... Hey, radio station, can I be on and talk about grapefruits? They're going to say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like, with technology um, updates just since the IPR program started to nowadays, what, like, advantages do you think students have just with social media being out there, the broadcasting that they can put out just on their cell phones? Hot take. I think, um, I think it's changed. 
And um, I think the democratization of technology, which I think you remember I probably talked about yeah. in, in class and all that sort of stuff. Democratization of technology, basically you have the ability right now to produce video. You have the ability to produce audio. The fact we're doing this podcast and it's going to be available worldwide, mm -hmm. you know. And the only equipment we're using is our phone. Exactly. <laughs> it's so. huge. But mm -hmm. also with those barriers, of, barriers to entry being taken away, you know, there's so much garbage out there. Yeah. So you have to be able to promote and get things get things done and get things on, and you have to really up the quality. And I honestly think that one of the one of the problems we have with this program is we've gotten away from writing. At the end of the day, writing is going to be and look that that's my bread and buddy. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. I I I write. It's 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 the, the the parlor trick I have. We've gotten away from that. We used to have more writing classes, and now we have you know analytics and, and social media and that sort of stuff, getting you away from writing. And so you learn about these sort of things, that's great, but it gets you away from the core skill mm -hmm. of things. And I truly think that there's a marked difference in majors who do really well and majors who go and you know get a job in another field or, or just kind of come out with the, it's their writing ability. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I know writing is hard. And it's an imperfect science. And to be honest, some people can write better than other people right off the bat. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's one of those gifts things. Much like some people are taller than taller than other people, some people can run faster. Yeah. We could have the best. We could have the best co coach in the world sitting there coaching me. I'd never run a four minute mile. It's just not gonna <laughs> yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. You know. And writing is the same sort of thing. But mm -hmm. we've gotten away from well, teaching writing's hard, or teaching grammar's hard, or I don't get graded on grammar in my other classes. Yeah, because it's hard to do, and, it, and you yeah. know. And so we've gotten away from that. I think that's the big problem that we've taken in place of saying we have these whiz-bang social media analytics, we do all this sort of stuff, which, to be honest, you're using somebody else's service anyhow. Mm -hmm. And that's something that they'll teach you how to do in your job. Yeah, so I do agree that we should have more writing at least near the end of your major and like because I'm supposed to graduate next to or this coming December and I feel like I'm a little bit rusty on my writing um, and just it's hard to find time too when you don't have like a class to like write because yeah. I'm not going to just be here doing my homework and be in all these clubs and then just be like you know what I feel like you know, strengthening my skills and writing a random press release today. Like, I should do that, probably, but I don't have the time to. And yeah. so I'm more nervous, like, for yeah. when I graduate and yeah. I'm rusty on it. <laughs> I do agree that, like, once you do get past those, like, core like required journalism classes, 450 from there yeah, on, yeah. The electives do become a lot of that, like, extra, like, analytic mm -hmm. social media stuff you were talking about. But I think kind of what I've done to combat that is just getting involved on campus. Yeah. And, I mean, do you want to talk a bit about the involvements that IPR majors can get in, specifically some of, the, like, the broadcasting stuff that's going on on campus? I really wanted to write more about not writing in classes, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, yeah. and in, in, our, in our electronic media promotion class, you know, I, mm -hmm. I put that assignment, hey, write this up. And some people really dug in yeah. and wrote up their promo things. And some people said, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, I don't have to write in my other class. I don't have to take this. Great. Okay. You're saying you wish you had more writing? It's hard. And yeah. the resentment you get? I feel like with writing, too, it's not something, like, you can really, like, getting good at writing, it's not really something you can completely do on your own. Like, you have to be coachable, I guess. Like, someone, yeah, you can read your own work a hundred times, but unless... 
You have to take the feedback. Exactly. You have to start taking, like, feedback. Well, and you have to write every day. That's the hardest part. Exactly. One thing that I do during the summer, which most people don't have the luxury of doing, I mean, CMU, the beauty of it, this is the best job in the world because basically I I work till summer comes and I get to spend the summer writing. I'm subsidized, so I'll go off and Mm -hmm. come here and write. You know, I write a thousand words or whatever a day on whatever work, and then bang, I'm done. Mm -hmm. At the end of the summer, that all adds up. But I'm not terrified of writing anymore. Writing is a, such a scary sort of thing. It's easier to put off. Yeah. And and it's totally subjective. What you're sitting there writing, maybe somebody likes it, maybe it doesn't. I put out some writings that I did in, in my copywriting class, in my promotion class, and students say, well, I really like this, but I can never tell. Do you really like it because it related to you, or is it because I'm your professor and you and think you that's going to benefit? Did you even read this? What was your favorite part? Oh, I liked all of it. Whatever. <laughs> But, you know, you're going in, your writing is what's going to last. And that's why it's so mm-hmm. critical. When you go do an interview, they're going to look at your portfolio. It's going to be the writing that got them to interview in the first place, yeah. unless you have some sort of connection that you met somewhere. Yeah. But even after that, they'll look at your writing. If it stands out, they'll say, we'd like to have you. If it doesn't, there's 100,000 other people who can do your job. Yeah. And the writing is the one thing when they look at it after you're gone, they go, I like this. But but we got away from the focus on it. Yeah, really the only thing, like, kind of giving me comfort on the writing aspect, I guess, is probably PR Say because I yeah. am on the e-board and I'm the director of publications. So I'm in charge of, like, all the writing, yeah. I guess. We're both the communications yeah. committees. So, yeah, so yeah. both of us kind of work hand-in-hand hand to, like, come up with yeah. blog topics, um, write for the newsletter and stuff like that. Yeah. So Have that's... you had people come up and say, this really impacted me? I mean, this is my first semester with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my experience, no, not yet. Um, but we have had, like, a lot of people who are, like, interested, a lot of general members who are interested in writing the blog. But but how much of it impacted people to do stuff? How yeah. much of the blogs that you're putting out, this changed my opinion to do things. I want to be part of I want to go to your conference or whatever you're having or I want to come because yeah. of what I wrote because that's what you're going to be doing and yeah. that's the level that you have to take this and and I think you realize when I'm in class I'm very much into how can I move my mouse through the maze mm-hmm. most effectively how can I effectively get people to do what I want to do in a totally non-evil sort of way yeah Gosh, exactly. I'd like you to be the best writer you can be mm, you're trying to manipulate me yeah, probably am. You're right. Okay. Versus, <laughs> the, I don't care. Uh, I'd rather have someone, I guess, as my professor, someone who like cares and wants me to do things and actually pushes me rather than someone who's just yeah. like, do your thing, whatever. But then we get into, you know, I, in, in, in both my classes, I, 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 have a, I have a pretty good grammar, a little primer that I give mm-hmm. out because I don't think there's a ton of rules in grammar. Yeah. I think there's probably about four or five really critical ones. But one of them is like, hey, don't combine two independent clauses with a comma. And it's like people sit there and they'll roll their eyes and go, whatever. And I'll bring up players like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Why should I hire you? Why mm-hmm. should I do? If you can't get that one concept down, it gets back to, but I memorized the AP style book. Okay, super. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, I, I think we've been, by not putting the emphasis on it, we've been training people that it's not important. And I think that's a huge disservice. But that's just, that's my hot take on this whole thing. And, and the thing that's going to have people go, whoa, I disagree with that. You disagree with that writing is important. Okay, great, super. What, what? Yeah. No, that's interesting. I've honestly just, like, never honestly thought about it like that because I feel like I am in so many outside involvements that I feel like I get that, like, mm-hmm. supplemented, like, writing skills. But I can definitely see where the students that are 
you know, only showing up to take their classes are not getting, like, the full exactly. rounded experience. Yeah, my advice for sure would be to get, a, Join stuff. get involved. Yeah. Hot take. None of those are important. <laughs> classes are the only thing that are important, and that's what we don't really emphasize here. Mm-hmm. It's classes are secondary. You know, it's like, oh, it's the connections you make. It's the networking you do. It's the internships you do. No, it's the classes. Mm-hmm. That's what you're actually paying for. The rest of it's all free. Yeah. Like I said, those are supposed to supplement it, but at the end of the day, like, the class does have to be the priority. You know, and we built a school that, yeah, we'll train you, we'll teach you. Oh, you don't even need to read. We'll we'll catch up. And so it's doing doing a a disservice. But it's one of these, you can bring a horse to water, you can't make him drink. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people have gotten in with grammar. I think that's where a lot of people have gotten in with a lot of things. It's just, you know, we'll, we'll get you through. And here's the deal. The IPR degree and CMU are both strong enough in their brand, you'll get your first job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see what you do five, six, ten years later. I have students who are vice presidents. You know, I was just contacting one who's like a vice president at, uh, oh, Tinder. What the heck? And I remember this, this guy from the first year I was here. It's like, look, I want to do better. I'm an A student. Oh, really? I got a lot of people coming in telling me I'm an A student. Prove yeah. it. And he did. And it wasn't trying to be a jerk, you know, but it's like when you come up and you go in my face, it's like, I'm an A student. Evidently, you're not if you'd have these sort of errors. And now he's off doing fantastic. I just, I'm so, but it's the people who can write, the people who apply themselves, mm-hmm. who can do things. So it's a fantastic program, but, you know, I, I, uh, with the, the, we want to do so many clubs. We want to do this. CMU sells so many great things that you can do to discover yourself and everything. Mm-hmm. End of the day, it's the classes. I definitely mm-hmm. think, like, yeah, like, it can be overwhelming being in so many different um clubs and stuff but I definitely think that it has gotten me like experience though just like even the other what was it two weeks ago we went on a PR agency tour and we kind of got to like see like how what working in an agency is like I guess so like I have it does have its perks yeah I'm not running it down oh I know it is it is a a point of privilege Mm -hmm. though that people are able to join so many clubs because so many students are also yeah. Working their way here through here 20, 30, 40 hours a week. You know, exactly. CMU tells you you can do that. Or you come in and it's like, look, I'm working 20, 30, 40 hours a week. I'm just trying to get my degree. Okay, well, I guess we can cut you a break on stuff. And you're going to end up probably working for the same place that you're working for with your degree. When you come out, what, what's the, you know, how did this degree help? How did it build you up? Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, I think we're going to get wrapping up here today. Uh, once again, thank you so much for joining us today, Will. We really appreciate it. Everybody, please make sure to follow the professional podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to submit any comments or questions or to suggest an episode topic. Reach out to cmuprssa at gmail.com.